Hey, welcome to Wired Shut. I'm your host, Logan. He's your host, Jesse. I'm your host, Jesse, and he's your host, Logan. Yeah, you're right. I started way too upbeat. Let's not do that. Yeah. Um, welcome to our third host. Do not be alarmed. The iPad has not returned. <laughs> I got the iPad. We got them sick beats. All we need now is sick rhythm. Yeah. Is that a, is that a, a sneer? <sighs> New heights have been reached today, ladies and gentlemen. We have found our niche. There's a wide niche. It's not a wide niche. We should stop doing that. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> Mostly just fun to hit things, eh? Yeah, pretty much. Um... What are you seen? What have I seen? I've seen... Uh, I watched all of Altered Carbon. I don't think we've discussed that, have we? I think we tried to... You talked me through what was you it? were... Because I hadn't seen it at that Was that point. the episode we tried to record it three times and gave up? No, we finished it. No, no, that was... Bright. Bright we failed to record. Yeah. Um, Yeah, what else did we... Oh, Winchester. We watched that last night, didn't we? Oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> did you seriously just start recording a podcast and then pop a breath? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to crunch something. <laughs> <laughs> breath stink, don't go through the microphone, sir. <laughs> I, I stand by it. I don't understand why I leaned forward and started chewing it into the microphone. I wasn't really thinking about it. it but I, I can do nothing for you, son. <coughs> um, I can do nothing. Well, that was a great advertisement for guns. Yeah. Because. <sighs> because. Uh, oh, the audience either was dumb enough to want guns or just suicidal at the horrific I kept watching it thinking oh there's um this is an allegory for um Trump's America right there are there are good people on both sides confederate soldiers but good people what is this the opening crawl for Phantom Menace <laughs> <laughs> no it was it it's just like yeah the bad guys were confederate soldiers but you felt sorry for them because guns because guns kill all people yeah but yeah that, that the, is probably the first time I felt bad for a confederate soldier yeah um, but Mostly it was, but yeah. then you saw all the slaves in chains dead, like the, all the ghost slaves and stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, I feel less bad for them. Well, yeah, I mean, you could, pardon, you could maybe cut a good music video out of some of the footage of this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe something with some Chester on it. Um, these wounds, they won't heal. Um, yeah, it was clearly filmed in Australia. That is why films are not generally filmed in real houses. Yeah. The lighting is bad. The lighting was bad. All the um, camera angles were very square because they only had hallways that the characters were walking around in to shoot in. Yeah. You Um, can't shoot someone walking down a hallway if you can't physically sit beside the character. Um, The... There are a couple of shots that... Is that the real house? I don't know. I assume so. We should Google it. But, um... It's it's the most, like, trumped-up nonsense of a haunted house situation. Yeah. It's not actually worth visiting. 
it's something that they could have done so well. Like in a film like that, the house is meant to be a character in itself, and it didn't do that at all. Yeah, um, it it's hot fucking trash, really. Yeah, it, it, people talking to themselves, talking through their feelings rather than um, just you know letting the feelings of what you'd be feeling in that situation speak for themselves through you know acting. Yeah, um, but it. It didn't like constantly. It, like, how many times did uh, what's his face uh, say directly to say himself oh, it's what just he a, was thinking of? Or just like, oh, it's, I'm it's just, just coming drugs, down from the laudanum, yeah. the laudanum poison, which uh, we've shown me and others on multiple occasions and using and implying that it's drug and, and it's uh, and I'm just it's it's just the withdrawal. For a start, period. Um, horror films don't work. Yeah, you you have to scare somebody in their own time and place yeah it's uh there was no but you yeah i don't know why have the scene of the kid being um dragged out of his bed at the start of the very the very start of the film before um, doctor's introduction if uh like that just that scene just didn't need to be there i could have opened on anything the the worst bit like for it made me, it seem like it's like oh wait which who are these people like, yeah and are they in the same house and time period because yeah. it just jumped to California yep. and then jumped straight back to that house again I'm like okay those oh yeah okay she is from that same time okay well cool. oh, when when um <clears throat> when he he breaks out at night and goes to see the lady Winchester mm-hmm. and then that scene with him ends just go oh, oh that was you know truly a scary thing mm. and then hard cut to the boy in the bedroom getting looking under the bed and shit. It, and spooky roller skates. Yeah, it it has a jump scare, literally every two minutes mm. for most of the film. Yeah, routinely does horror by numbers. All the ambient sound drops out. You just have a big empty space of soundscape, letting you know that now is when you're gonna feel awkward and soon you're like gonna be even frightened. Had that part in the film where he starts to think that she is legitimately crazy so he calls the person that sent them there and organizes a ride home or ride out of there and um, lo and behold you don't see or hear from that character he called for the rest of the film until you know that last closing shot where they're outside safe and sound and being escorted by ambulances and police officers that's true it's like uh, scariest thing in this movie is earthquakes yeah, and it's just like, oh, it explained it all, all the potential... Um, yeah, the, the, the epic horror crescendo turned out to be a natural disaster occurring just when... Which they explained in the post-credits. Oh, in the credits. It's just like, oh, by the way, this entire house falling do, to shit because of ghosts was actually just an earthquake. The biggest earthquake in recorded history caused in South the, Francisco. But do they, is there an implication that the ghost created the earthquake? Yeah, I think so. It, it told everything that it didn't need to and everything else was just empty space. You know what would have been an even cooler story? What? Having, um, and this is just literally off the top of my head and I was thinking, okay, maybe they did cause the earthquake. But if you um, had a like some sort of sciencey man come in at some point. Oh, yeah, the main you focus of the, the obligatory expert for something that well, should have Well, not even an no obligatory expert. like ghost expert. Somebody who's just, um, uh, you know, studying the uh tectonic energies of the area and then you're talking about vincent d'onofre yeah 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 but that could have been 
also a way they could have done a ghost film where it's like, oh by the way the reason that these ghosts are even being drawn to this area and being drawn to you at this particular time is because there's probably a big fucking earthquake coming and the energies of the earth allow them to bloody blast over and stuff because you know tectonic Maybe. plates and stuff. like you could wrangle a fake story out of that it wouldn't have to be believable in any sense but it would be cool because yeah. instead of a curse <laughs> But, it would have been original yeah, to follow that storyline yeah. and use a little bit of science behind the reason why, you know, strange things happened and dogs bark before no, they, they, happen. Yeah. yeah, if if you do that, lightning, like... Lightning strikes a like lot when We are quick, very right? clearly ramping up an energy mm. in this area at mm. this time that yep. is building and building and building. It's magnetic yeah. or something, you know, it's... Yeah. Oh, there you go. Born in Germany. Directed um, a lot of average movies, a lot of Ethan Hawke films, and a and Jigsaw, really? Huh? I watched that. That was oh, he's one half of the Spirit Brothers. Right? Jigsaw was shit. For do we even talk? We talked about it. Yeah, yeah, we talked. About yeah, it was it was shit because it was meant to be a like a. This is what he was like before he was good at stuff. Yeah, man, this dude has done some average movies a lot of Ethan Hawke yeah some great A shit uh, wait is Predestination the one where the guy that's actually quite starts a good as a man story. becomes a woman gets himself pregnant using time travel yeah I think so it's, it's literally the um, it's a, it's based it's the on the time like traveler's wife except uh, both characters are played by Ethan Hawke yeah mm. oh yeah it's, it's got that same Australian lady in it. Sarah Snook oh uh, yeah She's a match. He's a tired looking redhead, to be sure. <laughs> of course, she's in an episode of Black Mirror. She's a tired looking redhead. Yeah. yeah. You have to be in a Black Mirror episode. Um, what else did I watch? I watched. Did I, did I talk about Ladybird? I think I did. Yeah. Entirely uninspiring. Yeah. You um, said it was, yeah, we talked about it, how it was just honestly quite depressing. Yeah, well, not the only thing I would be interested to find out is how much of it is based directly on Greta Gerwig's life. Right, yeah. Because I really got that impression. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I, I, I read a story that the written next by somebody handful else. of her films are going to be set in the same, like, town. The same, uh, same area if, where she grew up. She's, yeah, Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, Sacramento. Yeah, so I would bet a big whatever. Big chunk of gold. <laughs> wow. I forgot we had that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's hot, but I also assume I'd be constantly feeling... Oh, that's uh, right. She started off as a writer, didn't she? No, I don't no. know. She collaborated with, uh, what's his face, Noah Baumbach. Mr. Baumbach. I don't know who that is. I know the name. Never. Squid and the Whale. No, I don't really know him. Squid, Squid and the Whale. I don't think I've seen that. He wrote that and he won, I think, for it. I mostly just know her from that movie with Russell Brand being a man-child. 
Oh, the the remake. Yeah. Where he plays the drunken buffoon yeah. that uh, Dudley Moore. Yeah. Played him in that film. It's got Helen Mirren and gives him a bath. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Helen Mirren did make a success film. in it. Emphasizes the mumblecore film. Yeah. This is so uh, this Helen is Mirren. By... Did, Helen Mirren didn't take a bath in this film, did she? So. Maybe. Maybe zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> she does. This, this is clearly either written by her PR people or somebody who's a fan of her. Funny how Gurwig gained attention. about people are like that. Yeah. Do we do we keep having to? Oh. <laughs> Jordan Peele did not take himself seriously until people started taking that movie seriously yeah. and now Jordan Peele thinks Jordan Peele is the fucking second coming yeah. and I say that as a non-religious person yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really hard watching the Hollywood Roundtable with the other one with the key Keenan Michael Key yeah he wouldn't shut up and let he wouldn't let other people talk was he just doing bits all the time well, no, he was just really excitable and had an opinion about everything. It's like, dude, you're the least experienced one at this table. You're sitting at a table with like Jeffrey Tambor and Anthony hey, Anderson. Hey, he was on Mad TV. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, he was surrounded by people, like all nominated for like best comedy actor and a something something. But he was at, at a table. Well, he's with, married like, to Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, he was at a table with like Jeffrey Tambor and Anthony Anderson, and he had the most to say. It was really frustrating to watch because I was like, I want to hear from the other people too. Yeah, so it was yeah. Yeah. Oh, I watched Game Night. Oh, Game Night? Game Night. Oh, Jason Bateman just like yelling because he's uh, dealing with things that are like stressful but humorous. Because he's just a regular guy <laughs> doing, hey. doing potentially corruptible things to make his life seem a little bit better because that's what Jason Bateman does in movies. It was a better movie than it should be. Right. Okay, good. It delved far more into cringe humor than you would expect right. a... a a a a a a mainstream movie to do. Oh, I thought that was the midi pad again. A a a a a a a. Play that one when somebody if somebody's joke doesn't land. Catch us next week when we can totally redo the the Seinfeld baseline. That's not it at all. The joke don't land. Um, who, what's his name? The the the, the weird weird creepy. Carl yeah, Chandler. Carl Chandler's in it. <laughs> Carl Chandler plays it's his... tomorrow's game night today. Yeah, Michael C. Hall makes a return to the big screen as a bad guy that's in it for all of ten minutes. Oh wow! Danny Houston is a background character with one line. Really? Yeah. He could have played the Bulgarian. It's Danny Houston. Yeah. Um, Jesse Plemons could have also played the Bulgarian. Look at that man. Jesse Plemons is a creepy cop that lives next door to them and still idolizes the one of the group who was their friend. Like, yeah. um, he used to be married to a woman. God, who, that's a hard face to look at. Yeah. It's like Michael Shannon. It's like he's probably younger than I think he is. Yeah. It's, I imagine his body is blobby. But um, he's he looks like what in a thousand years a natural history museum wax figure of what they assume a modern man look like will look like (laughs) yeah 
they use face they use like clay and putty to redesign a face based purely on a skeleton and that's the best they can do he, he's just gonna be like the next philip seymour hoffman right he's wearing those glasses like that yeah um he he's yeah just he's in the master so yeah did he play a young Se- yeah he played a young philip seymour hoffman in that film didn't he i don't remember the master was his wife. That was how it ended. Yeah. I honestly watched the first ten minutes, fell asleep, watched the end of it. I was on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I missed much. There was a dinner party or something. I don't remember either. I also watched the first ten minutes, fell asleep, and then watched the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you had seen it. <laughs> seen. <laughs> you. I mean, it doesn't change the sound whatsoever. But you got a little yeah, put a little bit of uh, in it. Emphasize the miss. I'll put some more emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> for, for audience reference, I pushed a button and nothing happened. <laughs> Sometimes you make it repeat. Something. For our listeners, if you've ever seen the opening scene to 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> With the monkey touches the monolith. <laughs> it's like that, but with more um more David Guetta. David Guetta. David get out of here. <laughs> uh, okay, now we can just roll out all the terrible jokes we've been waiting to use. <laughs> like we do that on purpose. All Come the on. Zingers. <laughs> um uh, what was the point? Uh. This Clemens is the new P. Lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we can't stop now. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I like this one or this one. What, what, what I get more of a we, sense of no, like no, no, no. shot an arrow at something <laughs> just bounced off. We, need, more, uh. we need to alternate them. So like one joke we do the one and one next joke we do the next. So there's a bit of a rhythm to it. Do we mean by alternate? <laughs> no. <laughs> gonna turn your mic down <laughs> you're off the podcast Are we st- you should probably open up the other page to make sure that we're still recording at all times because we've done that before <laughs> here we go okay cool <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we, we are guaranteed that this uh, gold is a down on the public record mm-hmm. um yeah yeah we yeah. talked about black panther being shit right yeah but not being the greatest Marvel movie that everyone's professing it to be. Wait, no, it's... I don't have the scope of association to know whether the themes and everything involved are as important as everyone makes them out to be. Beyond um, Andy Serkis' character? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I can't identify with non-white people. But, um, um, no, yeah, agreed. It's not our film, so... It's not even that, but yeah, yeah, it's it is kind of that, I guess. But we can we can appreciate it for one level, and we can criticize it for that one level. But there's another level to it, which you know. I mean, I never personally realized that the US was kind of actively stopping black people from being <laughs> in movies. Yeah, personally, I've never been against black people in movies. Yeah. So the idea that. This is a deviation from the norm. Well, I mean, you know it's a deviation yeah, from the yeah. norm. Because 
because of all the side yeah I, I think it's because of all, all the different not equipped to discuss the things uh, like at least in the big blockbuster sense where like you know the, the blackest character got in a Transformers franchise was Jazz <laughs> the car or you know the yeah yeah uh, yeah. I know Anthony Anderson was in, in one as the voice of one of them I think Anthony Anderson was in a Transformers movie as a human being oh, okay so he, so it was Bernie Mac is he, it? he he eats some donuts and then gets arrested that's right by the government and government um, I think somebody watches a video of him tripping over on the phone uh, yeah uh, yeah sure they all bleed together. Yeah. They're doing one more and then rebooting the franchise. Or yeah. Or just rebooting the franchise. I can't no, they're doing the Bumblebee film, which is already finished filming. Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Tuna. Bumblebee tuna. But, but like they had a point to go back to. Um, it's going to be like Captain America, the first Avenger. It's going to be him fighting Nazis. Really? Yeah. Oh, because they showed that picture at once of Bumblebee and World War Two. Yeah, yeah. And th- actually, there's a scene right where he like rolls up to a German yeah, mansion yeah. and yeah. blows shit up. Yeah, yeah. There's a big Nazi stuff starts, and uh, you know, Michael Bay pissed off a bunch of veterans because it was like, come on, man, <laughs> we we killed the Nazis. Don't say that robots killed the Nazis. The Russians killed the Nazis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were just there. What did you think of Altered Carbon? You know who else the Russians killed, by the way? The, Ru- the Russians. <laughs> it's the great Stalin purge. Um, what did I think of Altered Carbon? Um, I could understand why people were giving it a few mediocre reviews for certain things, but I found myself drawn to being to wanting to watch the next episode. Yeah. So I, I the least the parts of it that I, I enjoyed the least were the um were the not the world building but the background building to his character. Like the flashbacks and all that. Oh, the, I, the, 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 like, how he got his training and how he became who he was. Sunday like, afternoon television in a forest Stargate SG one landed yeah. in a battle planet full of um ethnically diverse but yeah. indistinguishable people. Um because it's Japanese the future swords of course because a nerd wrote this apparently. Um, yeah, that was the most boring. I loved the scene where he got, like, where, where it showed all of his people getting, like, murdered, and he was the last survivor. Yeah. That was a phenomenal scene, with all the, the ash, um, snowing down on all of the dead bodies, because they killed each other, and he got programmed. Yeah. Hacked. Yeah. And just brutally murdering, murdering each other. I don't remember what it made it a standout scene, but continue. No, because they actually spent a solid amount of time with him in that scene, just being absolutely traumatized by the entire event and actually stuck with him right and um like when he was fighting his sister in the last couple episodes he'd start hallucinating again and see drops of that same ash like fall on his gun and it was it was yeah and it didn't push push that kind of stuff too hard Mm. um, i like that they set up very early on but didn't keep like shoving it down your throat that he's suffering from hallucinations at times yeah. Like, they drove home the plot point ones where it's like, yeah, he's clearly just having his mind fucked with by right now. But there were moments where it's like, ah, oh, 
he kind of just experienced something that was just a little bit off. Is that purely because of the way his brain is a little bit fried now? Yeah. I, in the, Which um, I quite enjoyed. And I like. I like the fact that. I hope Poe comes back. We didn't like that Poe died. Yeah. They did that thing um, where they set him up as the most likable character, even though he's the only one who's not human. Could you not see that as like a Joss Whedon early 2000s TV show where most of it is just done? I kept seeing him as Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, but I hope they bring him back in some fashion. It was actually really cool. Be, you know, if it, was, if it was a TV show shot by Joss Whedon, mm. they'd mostly be in the foyer of the hotel and yeah. every other scene would just be outside at a school at night. Yep. Um, I, like I like the, the fact that in his setup. He got pulled out of an adult, uh, a kid's body into an adult's body yep. for his training. So yep. he's basically been a full-grown adult since since childhood. Like yeah. yeah. Which, also considering you don't really understand on that show the longevity of people, means it's completely nebulous how old he actually is. Yeah, yeah. How how long? He's and at no point has he ever thought, you know, I I need to go back and actually have some semblance of a childhood. Put me back in a kid's body. It would, but you know that people would t- definitely be doing that in that world. Yeah, you know some of those rich people are porting into kids' bodies. Yeah. Yeah, they confirmed pretty much that, didn't they? The, the weird um, sky crime. <laughs> sky crime. <laughs> and the, the fact that the... Um, the guarantee that the, the worst of what... body was yeah. like just a sex tool body. Yeah. Um, and the, that... That was the only bit that really felt like hardcore modern television where the... The, um, the incest? The old... <laughs> that was always implied. But mm. the, um, the old soldier dude um, goes to kill the girl and mm. she doesn't realise that she would never be brought back to life. Mm. He's just freaking out. That was like the, the... For me, that was the only moment that I was like, this is... That that was something that felt like it'd be on an HBO drama. Yeah, yeah. The rest of it, it it doesn't hit those heights, does it? It's it's like a solid six point seven out of ten. Yeah, and I'm not sure it ever. Something about it's just lacking. And I don't I, know I, I, the production value. No, not at all. It was a phenomenal. Phom- at times, it was a very well crafted, like set pieces and yeah. and costumes Joel and. Is, it goes from flat. To very subtle depth. Yeah, yeah. The the Botox-faced Mexican cop lady was a shit actress. Yeah, yeah. But I found that her hysteria at times. Oh God, what was my thought? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I did enjoy. Uh, yeah, she she was clearly the worst actress. Yeah. Worst part of that show. But at the same time, I did enjoy the fact that her hysteria was. Um, usually met with a believable amount of shut the fuck up you're doing a terrible job and no one likes you <laughs> like she was playing into that a little bit more so it was hard to tell at times whether or not she was a, an average actor or if she was meant to be getting on everyone's nerves and just did a really good job of it yeah she she was meant to be that impulsive detective that you got to stop from punching someone which maybe like, did they try and hire Michelle Rodriguez? <laughs> no, Michelle Rodriguez is uh, low energy. I just wouldn't find her trying to care that much. Yeah. In roles. Um, She's got that rage, yeah. I think possibly we, we just found her unlikable from the get-go because um, 
we learnt too much about her own backstory too late into the series. So you didn't actually feel for what she was, why she was pro, like why she was basically functioning the way she was. Yeah, which like once you realised, oh shit, she's actually having to deal face to face with her like her lover's body, and it's not the mind that she she, you know, had a relationship with. So, but she fully gave up on that dude when his brain went to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, but the fact that it's never really brought up until it's like, oh shit, okay, cool, it's there, it is. That makes a little and bit more sense of why she's the, even interested in him. The post credits is very confusing. Post credits. So it heavily implies that he gives the body back to the real Joel Kinnaman mm. dude. Mm. And the copy of him goes to live on Pleasure Island. Yeah, yeah. So then But they're talking to computer programming. They have a conversation as themselves. They now both self-identify with their old wave face. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's one way to give closure to the original inhabitant of that body while also being able to maintain the show beyond one season. <laughs> and it's write off Joel Kinnaman without having to write off Joel Kinnaman because there's technically two Joel Kinnamans. There's yeah. There's there's the one that's the guy that owns the body. Mm. There's the, the Asian guy. I'm and then there's the copy of the Asian guy in a copy of the yeah. the Kinnaman body. I mean, it's safe to assume that even though it didn't clearly state it, that Poe's Poe when he got shot up and died didn't actually die. That his body his that was just a body he uses in the real world as part of his hotel that he can't leave. Surely, when he's shot to shit, his database is backed up somewhere like a human brain would be, but. That's why he's constantly visiting that AI kind of bar. That's where he's going. Like, he could just download himself into... in multiple places at once. Yeah. So... They just focused a lot on him actually sacrificing himself, so I was just really hoping that wasn't the case. Yeah, I mean, he seemed to imply that that was... He's the hotel more than... Yeah. Yeah. But... He's the hotel, so unless the hotel burns down, he's fine. And if they continue to make them like the books are made... Mm. Um... The other stories have absolutely nothing to do with those characters. Oh, really? They're just in the world. Oh. So, potentially no Joel Kinnaman, no anyone. Yeah. I did really enjoy the fact that, as a, from a world-building perspective, it's like, yeah, AI exists. Yeah, we mastered that. Yeah, they're creepy as fuck and no one really likes them, so they're our own kind of little subsect of society where they, yeah, ha- they, they can just do their own. They came and went. They, they clearly thought they were the greatest things. But then humans were immortal anyway, so we just left them to it. Yeah, and it confusingly implies that they just found their place. They just found their place in the world. They didn't take over it. Yeah. Also, they don't really exist in the world. Yeah. They sort of have their own dimension. Hmm. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. And that he goes out of his way to interact with the real world because he's got some sort of softness for fondness for humanity. Yeah, and also... Which is a really cool, like, subplot, really small subplot to touch on. You could make an entire series just about that. And that what about the, the whole stating that um, they all are fiercely attached to anyone new? Mm. Like, because he was at the hotel, Poe was, like, ridiculously careful about keeping him safe. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the contract of him deciding to stay at the hotel that it comes with a list of Asimov kind of... Yeah. No, but and again, they didn't 
now that I think about it, yeah, it clearly was just the three rules of robotics pretty much applied to the AI system, but only to those who stay at the hotel, decide that they are um, customers of the hotel. Yeah. And then otherwise, you know, he'd protect the hotel at all costs unless it comes in. Uh, he wouldn't value the life unless it was part of his life, which would be the hotel. Yeah. But they didn't ran that down well your throat. truly minces all those people's global life. Yeah. It's really good for for a show about robotics, AI, hum, post-humanism that they did not once talk about, like robotic laws of robotics. It's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> for you, for you to actually build your own rules of society around what you're just watching, rather than expecting them to yeah. rely on those things. What, what it what it cared about presenting to you, which did quite frequently and reasonably on the surface, was how the stacks work. Yeah. Which is a computer backup of a human mm. being that is not you suck out of your body and go live as a spirit inside yeah, the exactly, stack yeah. until you're plugged into a new body that's you you died yeah exactly it's you, it's like the bloody star trek truly an, shit. yeah it truly and ultimately separates the idea of um mind body and spirit that they're all mutually exclusive yeah. things that your mind can go and the spirit go the spirit is, the, is a concept of the mind yeah. Yeah. And it all uh, points it out when it just goes. Yeah, doesn't mean no, that it doesn't exist, it, you know, but it. Duplicate uh, himself illegally. Yeah. It's not that you can't do it, it's that it's illegal. Yeah. And there's nothing intrinsically good about the fact that people keep going back to life. There's just laws banning you from bringing them back to life. Yeah. And as far as we know, that could all just be was utter garbage as well. So yeah. who's to say? And um, they got the stack technology from Alien Wars. Yeah, that was. Uh, we found aliens, but we didn't find aliens. Aliens are just maybe were somewhere once, and now they're not. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of just. Uh, I, I was I was kind of a fan of that. Yeah, it's just like the AI storyline, all that thread of a world building thing that explains things away that you don't actually ask too many questions about how it even works you don't need to know how it works you just know that it's possible because they found it yeah yeah i mean they they look a weird certain way yeah they don't look like human technology yeah. and it's like, oh, yeah, it's or if they reverse engineered a lot of human tech based on this yeah what came first we have to assume they found those first and then launched forward quite significantly into a new age of yeah, presumably. Immortality, essentially. Yeah. Um, they they said they found it under a boat. Yeah. Which I just want to read the like the backstory to that. Like, I don't well, even need to read novels. Yeah. Just read the novels, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But but I like reading like just world bibles. Yeah. <laughs> compared to actual stories, I don't need to. If I could write anything, it'd be that because I'm, I'm I think I'm too lazy to develop the plot. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, rather yeah. just write a world and then move on. I think you can kind of find yourself kind of falling ass backwards into writing a story about characters by just writing the world. The world, because if if you think about like as a loose example, like the Bible itself. Yeah. It's a collection of stories about particular people, but what it also does is explain how things are and why they are the way they are. Using and you just find as you're trying to explain things that you, you know, you denote a particular event, 
connected to a particular person I, it was triggered by this thing you don't have you can give it a name and yeah. then come back to it later and then you realize oh there's actually a story there yeah you can explain you know the events but you don't actually have to then it, then it leads it open for you to constantly retell or reimagine that but if it's your baby and to begin with as a as a world that you've built then you can pick and choose at any point in time to flesh out any aspect of that story and it's canon yeah yeah so so it's a good idea we should make three brews yeah <laughs> so for for the unexposed listener <laughs> freebird came from um while trolling reddit i may have actually been on a car trip yeah we just learned about the fact that um a person was meant to wear the big bird costume during yeah, the ca- one challenge. of the people in the challenge disaster um was meant to wear the big bird costume is a female teacher or something yeah um but it was canned at the last minute and so we very in detail and we'll probably post this on the twitter feed i forgot to but we basically um drafted a a a script (laughs) a very short brief scene of um the last moments of big bird in space as he understands the challenger is going to explode it was um we called it free bird yeah while the song free bird played over that last scene it's um yeah, it was very special. I wonder if I've got the messages. That's a dead air. Just scrolling through our chat. <laughs> don't, don't just show me a picture and then giggle while you're recording the audio. No. <laughs> uh, okay, or well, what else? Oh, God, we're watching the Challenger Disaster live on CNN. Cool. Well, there's your problem. You named it after Kennedy. It's so disrespectful to play this. So you should at least be using a snare. It's the snare. <laughs> And lift off, <laughs> lift off of the 25th Space Shuttle mission. Wait and for it. it. The tower. Wait, Wait for, for it. That's phenomenal Wait, looking. Yeah, just every launch just looks phenomenal. I've got to say. <laughs> it looks like early 2000s CGI. Yeah. I can't remember whether I've ever seen this. I've seen photos. I think I've watched the video before, but then I don't know. Normal throttle for most of the flight, 104. percent I see you. Why they filmed this live? Why they broadcast this live? Shortly. Come on. Wait, that's the thing. It was being shown in like bloody schools and stuff. Yeah. It's like when Bud Dwyer shot himself. At this point, they can tell that something's wrong, though. They should have stopped filming at this point because all that condensation so the 25th space shuttle mission is now on the way after more delays than nasa cares to count this morning it looked as though they were not going to be able to get off one minute 15 seconds velocity 2900 feet per second altitude nine nautical miles downrange distance seven nautical miles just comes out of nowhere 
imagine what the sheer like a of the, absolute uh, terror of the people who designed that shuttle gun. Blew away fuck, from fuck, the fuck, side fuck, of fuck, the shuttle like in an explosion. Lives essentially over themselves. Yeah, the, the control room footage shows that they're all just like, briefly horrified and stuff. And then they all just like really clearly need to, um, whether they want to or not, Damage diligently control. record all information of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Have to rise above the event just to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, right. Like a like a sort of a um, you gotta. The other first responders, so they still actually have to get in there. And yeah, and, and you hear the guy on the radio like, "Have we got a team going out to to you know get there?" And it's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, helos are on the way, but helos can't actually get on site for a few more minutes because debris still falling, and yeah. they don't want to hit a helicopter." Yeah. It makes like an eerie sky. Um, looks like a scorpion in yeah, the sky. Yeah. Oh, this is the teacher that was meant to be on there. That's her. What? That, it says, watch by that teacher is the per, like, person clapping is the person that was meant to be on that flight. She was the backup. Is that the big bird lady? Possibly. <laughs> Jesus. This is going to be fucking depressing. What's that like? <laughs> to... <laughs> Should we play the another video of the... <laughs> Not. It took a while, right? Yeah. It was going upside down for a long time for me to... Yeah, there you go. She's still happy. Yeah, she... Yeah. Because it was at that moment where they thought, oh, yeah, cool, it's, it's gone, it's good, it's yeah, safe. Yeah, it's, it's... And it's just like, whoa, what? There it is. Yeah. Why is no one... I mean, <laughs> no one's moving the no one, Why wouldn't you point the camera at it? Is that, is, that, is that a sign that we're like a certain type of people? Is that follow it? Yeah, I'm guessing. But I'm sitting there thinking, why did no one point the camera at it? No, they should have. Like, I mean, I'm about? not that guy that takes the photo of the person before they get hit by the train. Like, mm. I'd try and help the person. No, but you would. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And it's it's bizarre enough looking. Clearly, the momentum upwards has stopped. Yeah. But it's bizarre enough looking that you're like, I don't know whether this is something that's gone wrong. Yeah. Is it still okay? Video not copyrighted. We start Freebird with that. Yeah. Like with the this is not copyrighted. This is free to spread. Yeah. Um. We we get. So, like, in my mind, this could be spliced together from um, footage of, like, 
bits from movies like Space Cowboys and shit. Armageddon. See what we can do Do about superimposing Big Bird into like like prep scenes and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Big Bird just standing talking to scientists and shitty definition footage in 4x3. Um, Shots of scientists as they like watch um, an unshown... uh, like would just claim big birds in it in the in the like spinny thing to test the the g-force yeah <laughs> just talk like big birds totally in that machine right now big bird was supposed to be on this oh yeah so krista mccauliffe carol spinney and wife described how he was asked to oh wait what so prior to getting bumped by Krista hmm. so Carol Spinney was the po- I think Carol Spinney was the person in who played Big Bird right I think they're actually planning on sending the person <laughs> Big Bird gets killed, killed by Mitt Romney what's that is this show something you love it's just us <laughs> recreated this with big bird <laughs> what was this oh it's from a film like oh it's conan <laughs> <laughs> the two lines of footage uh lines of footage lines of bullets didn't even big bird dies oh, what? Uh, i feel like i'm Robot chicken. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah, it was Adult Swim. Oh, where's the top of his head? Beloved children's entertainer Big Bird has died aboard the Challenger. (laughs) America mourns today. One of the last lines of, um, yeah, it like, his eyes tears up, tear up, and the last lines he whispers to himself is, can you tell me, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street as the flames envelop his face? <laughs> Finn. Tell the kids. Or we could end it like Birdman, where he <laughs> jumps out at the last minute and flies off, much like the bird he always was, but you never really see it. So oh. in that sense, it's a little bit uh, Birdman. It's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit Solaris, where you're not quite sure what you're watching in space is actually happening or not. Well, this has already done half the work. Yeah. What is this depressing thing? I am Big Bird. Feliz Navidad. Is that, is that it? Oh, it's, it's a documentary? It's Matua Snuffleupagus. Well, I'm not really leaving. I'm just going away. To space. Besides, as soon as I get the ocean, you can... As soon as I get to the moon. I can. For a 
thing off now. Besides, as soon as I get to it. This be my dream my entire life. The Air Force, this. It's all been leading to this. When I flew in NAMS. <laughs> I was there. I was there with you. Good night. No, I'm telling you, Snuffleupagus has to be wearing a um, a short sleeved button down shirt with an old tie, working in, com in <laughs> ground control, and he watches the footage from ground control. Yeah, all, all we need is a uh, a close up of him going. Hmm. That you can crop out the background and put like the control room behind. <laughs> Claim that he's played by possibly Ian, played, played the by most Ian insensitive thing we've ever thought of. Look, he's even got time. He's fucking time. Hi, Maria. Oh, hi, Olivia. Hi, Susan. Oh, well, here's the surprise. But where is Big Bird going? Big Bird. Are you sure you want to go? You don't have to. Big Bird, you want to so much? I, know. <laughs> I will be getting my very own. Big Bird grew up in Harlem. Big Bird, we're your family. Yes. You know that. I'd like to give it a try. Of course he would. The fuck are you, lady? Well, Big Bird, if that's really what you want. Come on, Big Bird, you don't want to miss your play. Just a minute. Mom? Give us a big hug, Big Bird. Oh. Mom named him Big Bird. I won't, Maria. Don't forget to count. Okay, count. And don't forget to dress warmly, okay, Big Bird? I got my muffler, Bob. Don't forget to breathe. In and out. So how would I we, would we start Grover. with him leaving home? I mean, how... Did you, we just miss that line of um, Go, uh, Grover just saying, don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to eat. It's very important for him dying in space. Well, bye, Oscar. <laughs> Oh, can we develop a subplot where Oscar is um is meant to be? It's like between him and Oscar to become that person that gets the seat on the Challenger. So they're going through all the testing together, <laughs> and so they're enemies, they're rivals. But at the, that last moment they have before Big Bird leaves, he's like, "Yes, it's okay, you're fine." You're gonna have uh, Big Bird doing an interview where he's like happy that um, he got on the ship instead of that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I want to make this bad? Don't forget, There's a star <laughs> waiting in the sky. Like oh, can we uh, can we film like a Creed like sequel with uh, Oscar the Grouch sitting at the grave of Big Bird, <laughs> like reading a newspaper, just talking to him every day? Cool. Big Bird was his Adrian. Bye bye, Creed. Three quarters of this oh movie already exists. He's in a plane. Bird. He's looking at a window. Oh, Don't oh goodbye, Sesame I'm Street. You could like ah. Oh. Clouds. We, we just need to intercut this film with the Challenger explosion. Yeah. 
It's <laughs> everything about it. It's already. There. <laughs> okay, let's just make that. Yeah, let's just do that. It's going to be quite easy to do. It, it really. We just literally need three things. That, that footage, we are literally typing through a challenger, and ninety percent of it was already there. Big, we just need the challenger footage. That Big Bird leaves Sesame Street and the song Free Bird, and we've got it. I'm gonna make it on the weekend. <laughs> I mean, Sesame Street's been around forever, so they have to have done a bunch of shit. No, I don't think anyone's ever been insensitive enough to actually make something this bad. No, I, I, I was just assuming maybe um, somebody had spliced those together. For or some maybe they'd done an episode about space. Cause, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just all very short clips. Oh my At God, the height of footage. popularity, I got a wonderful letter while I was on set, and it was from NASA. I got a wonderful that children of America were particularly interested in NASA's program. But Big Bird was so popular, they thought that if he went up in the shuttle, that everybody would watch a lot more. So would I be willing to orbit the Earth? So when they were doing the space shuttles, was it part of it like anyone can do this? Like did they did they think that you could I think it was the twenty it was the twenty fifth um, shuttle launch. So I think at that hand, point they realised, oh, okay, this is, is like, this is the bare minimum so somebody needs course, to survive and be able to do this properly. It was just an orbit and it seemed yeah, back, I, I think was the, was the idea. What I mean though is, you know, up till this point, NASA has, astronauts have been purely the best of the best. Yeah. Well, you got to remember as well, yeah, we, we assume because the films always teach us, you know, it's the best of the best pilots and Air Force and, and military guys. It's like, no, well, a large portion of them would be spindly nerds who've just spent their entire time being physicists and mathematicians. Well, not the awesome. astronauts, though. Huh? No, nah, astronauts are all like a mixture of ex-fighter pilots. All of them. Every single time. Cause I, I swear, maybe most not of them are, later on, yeah. but certainly in the Apollo era. Yeah. And then, so I guess maybe the shuttle era was the start of like yeah because smaller normal people go with the shuttles they don't need to do anything with them like they fly themselves don't they isn't that the idea for the most part that they were just sending people up into space to then study things in space yeah but even those people i thought go through more than the well i think they would go through training and stuff but you know it's hard to say how how much notice he was given to actually do it it must be it must have been a couple of years surely wouldn't have been a spur of the moment thing. Yeah, I, I guess. Because it got delayed a number of times. Oh, shit. How long is the song Freebird? Like nine minutes long. <laughs> It could be two minutes of footage and seven minutes of credits. <laughs> but I, I feel like you could do this in such a way that it wouldn't even be distasteful anymore. It'd be a weird art project. <laughs> Especially with footage like this. This is actually horrible to watch. Um, 
you can tell the person singing this song is like, trying very hard not to break down. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> listen. Having to spend the day the color of a leaf when I think it could be nicer being red or yellow or gold or something much more colorful like that. That type of singing where they try to get through the breath really quickly so they don't crack. Oh, because was Jim the original Kermit? Yeah. Right. Because you're not standing out like flashy sparkles on the water or stars in the sky. Would have designed all by pretty much all of the original Sesame Street characters. Yeah. And green can be cool and friendly like. And green can be big like a mountain, or tall as a tree, or big as a flea. When green is. So do they justify any one of his arms really moving? Like, did he have a stroke? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I wonder. I am green, and it'll do fine. It's beautiful, and I think it's what I want to be. It's gonna be horrendous to hold your arm straight up like that for that long. Mm. Oh no! Surely it must be like a, a down here sort of situation. You can swap between both arms and move in the. No, gear. he's got his arm up like that the entire time. Uh, yeah, no, he sticks his arm straight up and uses his hand to move the mouth. Yeah, see? These are complete cutaways. Well, this is horrifying. Are we going to develop too many, um, too many feels? <laughs> no, it's like, no, oh, fucking, I wouldn't make this film. But <laughs> we couldn't do it. No, I don't think so. That thought lasted 10 seconds. Now we watch. Wait. You know that Snuffleupagus was originally meant to be imaginary? So for like a solid couple of seasons. I thought he always was. Nah. Um, he, that was the original plan and for a couple of seasons he was. Yeah. Only bit, or what, well, he wasn't was. It's, um, that they never expressly committed to it, but that only Big Bird ever talked to him. But they decided it would be best to make him a real character, make because no one ever believed Big Bird, and they thought that was quite damaging to kids when kids said that, especially abuse. Yeah, that kids wouldn't be believed if they told that somebody was doing something to them. So they thought, yeah, no, we should probably just say he's real, and everyone shouldn't believe Big Bird. So it's always good to be honest. All right. Um, couture pair of giant orange pants. Inside, it is completely disoriented because everything inside glows yellow. But you have monitor on your chest hmm. that shows you what people see at home. Uh, we call the device I wear a, an electronic bra. Why not? The puppeteers all read the script while they're puppeteering. I figure out a way to take my scripts inside. Call it script origami. So Carol inside Big Bird has the script right here with his little glasses reading the lines while he's looking at the monitor while he's doing all these other things. 
the confusing thing about looking at a monitor is you at home see Big Bird walk off to his right. I have to actually watch to my left. Wow. There's a table. Come to your left. Here I am. This is PBS for it. Yeah. Does this still exist? So yeah. Like with his right yeah. hand, he's worried about eye line yeah. and lip sync. With his left hand, he's trying to keep the thing alive. With you know, with his feet, he's going to try not to trip over. There'd be no way in hell if, if you know, for whatever reason, Congress, Congress did pull funding for PBS. Why well, thought well, Trump was going to try to kill an ass that basically flatlined PBS in? Pretty much every Republican has done that. Kills NPR too. Every every Republican Senate Congress has basically defunded or significantly defunded. They still just rely on donations to get through in those pe in those peaks right. and periods, and they do have to make, do like layoffs and lots of shows get cancelled and all sorts of shitty things. So they just weather every Republican pretty much, yeah, and just uh, just relies on much heavier Democratic donations, basically from I'm, I'm assuming Hollywood elite, which is bankroll it. Um, but I can't see in this day and age them ever getting properly cancelled if PBS had to scrap them for whatever reason. Netflix would just put. Sesame Street or something ridiculous because so people are going to watch it, you know. It's always going to make money and it's such a cultural staple now I can never see it technically going away by being defunded. Somebody will just buy the rights to it and just keep it going. <laughs> Shit. That's hard to do. That's intense. That was Big Bird on a unicycle. Yep. Well, we probably should wrap it up. Yeah, so moral of the story is we've got to make free bird. And this has been a mumbly episode. Yep. And that's where we fade into an ad about Blue Apron. Yeah, we're out. We're out. This has been wide shut. Goodbye.